Pulp MX Network production. To this day, when I hear that song, I see you standing there on that lawn. Discount shades, store bought tank, flip flops, and cut off jeans. Somewhere between that. A new view from inside the truck. X racer to racer and eye to eye. A casual look into the personalities of the sport and an experienced perspective into the action from week to week. It's Jason Thomas's industry seating. Presented by Pirelli Tires, Guts Racing, Plum Creek Funding, Pro Glow Wash, Works Connection, Bass Foundry, TL Speed Shop, Grandstone Boots, and Fly Racing. Welcome to the Industry Seating Podcast. My name is Jason Thomas, and it is what? It's Tuesday, May 9th, and we are on the precipice of wrapping up the 2023 Monster Energy Supercross Series. And for those of you who haven't traveled this entire series, which I'm going to guess is 99% of you, it's a doozy. Uh, it just wears you down. And it doesn't matter how excited you are when you start the series, because let's face it, everybody is excited when you start the series. It's a new year and all the unknowns and you've had time off. By this point, uh, everybody's looking for a break. Doesn't mean we don't want to go to the race. It doesn't mean I won't be excited on Saturday. And honestly, Salt Lake's going to be beautiful this weekend. I, I am looking forward to that being down there with awesome weather. But it just takes a toll on your mental state, your physical. Like I'm, I'm sore and I haven't done anything. But I'm having to go to the chiropractor once a week because I've, I'm flying so much. My back is just ruined from falling asleep on flights and sitting upright for that long in airplane seats. Um, it just, yeah, every little things you'd never think about um, start to start to add up over that much travel consecutively. So. Enough of me whining. It was just more of like a, uh, just relaying what, what everybody's feeling in the industry right now. Like, yes, uh, there's a lot to celebrate and we're all happy and fortunate to be doing what we're doing, but it does come at a cost. It, it wears, it wears on you. And, uh, I will be looking forward to a weekend off next weekend. That is for sure. Uh, I will be working for pro motocross again next summer. And, uh, that's going to be great. Uh, you know, that was my, television debut here in America, as <clears throat> many of you know, and I will be very much uh, happy to get another shot at that. I think I learned, I've learned a lot and uh, I'm, I'm excited to get to show all of the things I've learned after having gone through this Supercross experience and then knowing kind of what to expect. If you remember last year, how nervous I was and I had no idea what was going to happen and our communications were all screwy at the first round and I am still Super surprised that I survived it. Uh, but again, it was kind of trial by fire. I learned so much so fast. And uh, this year is going to be, it's just, I don't want to say it's going to be easier, but I'm going to be less stressed. How about that? Okay, enough about me. That's not why you're here. Let's talk about what we saw in Denver. And for most of you, I'm sure you weren't there, but it was, it was a great day. Weather was just as good as it gets on Friday and Saturday. Now, Thursday was rough. A uh, big storm came through, super windy. But Friday and Saturday were just phenomenal. I rode scooters all through town. I rode a scooter from the stadium to the, or from the hotel to the stadium and vice versa all weekend. Uh, and for those of you who don't live in metro areas that, you know, whether it's Lyme or Bird 
which Uber and Lyft have partnered with these companies, they have these scooters that are electric and you can just rip around and they're app based. So you just scan a QR code, it automatically starts billing you and you ride it until you don't want to ride it anymore. And uh, it's just a great system. I hope that they become more prominent in Boise. I know we have them, but I just hope it becomes more of a thing because it's, it's a lot of fun. Is it dangerous? Yes. Uh, are cars looking for you? No. Are you know, pedestrians looking for you? No. But um, I'm willing to accept some risk. You know, racing a motorcycle for a living uh, would obviously indicate that I'm okay with some risk. But it was just an awesome time. And that's not even counting the insanity that we got at the race. Now, we'll start with the 250 class. And much as we expected, Jet wins the title easily. Uh, that's four titles on a 250 for him. So he's in rare air, you know, the Villapoto, Stu, Carmichael era. Uh, that's, that's pretty big compliment for Jet. And I know they were talking about it a little bit, a little bit uh, on Race Day Live. I discussed it with uh, some of the members there too, as far as where I would place him amongst that crew. And my overall feelings, we don't know yet because it's very easy to be like, well, you can't say he's like Carmichael, but if you put it in context, we didn't know that Ricky would go on to win 15 titles in 150 races. Like that, that wasn't a given or even necessarily expected at the time. We all knew he'd be great, just like we knew or we know that Jet will be great, just like we had a suspicion that RV would be great. But the, that those chapters are yet to be written. And to say he's better or worse than Ricky Carmichael it's kind of impossible because we don't know what that's going to look like. All you can really do is compare apples to apples, which was their 250 career. And I think Jet is right there. Uh, you look at his age, you look at how dominant he has been at times. He goes about it in a different way than Ricky did. Ricky was a little bit more erratic. There were crashes in there, but when he was on, he would dominate by 30 seconds. It's just a different type of winning not better or worse, in my opinion, just different. Uh, Jet's more of a race manager. He's much more mature than he is off the motorcycle as far as his his personality doesn't match up to the maturity level of his race racecraft. And I don't know what to attribute that to. I don't know why, but I certainly know it's true. Um, if you talk to him, you know, he acts like he's 19 or younger. I, I would even argue younger. And then on, when you watch him on the motorcycle, he rides like he's 29. Like it's just a very, it's a very stark contrast between who he is and how he races. Not good, not bad. That's irrelevant. It's just, uh, it's just interesting to me to see someone who has that mindset, but then when they race, you see a completely different side of him. And it's going to make him a lot of money. <laughs> I guess that's the upside is that racecraft's going to make him a lot of money. RJ Hampshire wins the race, second career win. And he was thrilled after the race, got to speak with him, got to interview him and they didn't air it on the post show. Uh, but, but I, I know why it's because they have interviews from the podium and all these things. So it was kind of redundant, but he was, he was really happy. You know, it's, it's a big moment for him. He just signed another rockstar Husqvarna contract for two more years. And he's, he looks at himself as a title threat moving forward. You know, he's not going to have to deal with jet anymore. He's not going to have to deal with jet outdoors. There's plenty of other guys, you know, Hunter specifically that he's going to have to face. But that's, you could tell just in the comments he made and, and subtle, the subtleties of the way he was referencing it, an outdoor title is, is a big, uh, yeah, it's just a big goal for him. And it's like this 
kind of carrot that's being dangled out in front of him that he knows he can go get. So we'll see if how that comes to fruition. Uh, but that's, you can tell just talking to him, that's where his mind is right now. Levi Kitchen gets third. Gosh, man, he led 16 laps. And to lead 16 laps and not win is a tough swallow. It's really difficult, I'm sure, for him to accept. But at the same time, you have to – I'm a big proponent of looking for silver linings in every situation. Life's going to be difficult pretty often. Uh, you're, you're not going to like several things that are going on around you. There are going to be things that happen to you or directives that are given to you that you don't like. And I, I, I know how that goes. Trust me. And you, you have several options, right? You can quit or you can accept it and understand that you can only control what is firmly under your control and the rest don't worry about. And, and I've, I've really had to come to grips with that in my life at times is, yeah, it'd be super easy to get incredibly stressed out about all of these things that are going on around me. But guess what? I don't have any say in several of these things. So I'm not going to stress out. I'm not going to let it completely derail my mindset and attitude and daily happiness if I can't do anything about it. Now, if it's something that I have the ability to fix or change or directly influence and I'm not doing anything about it, then I deserve to be stressed out and and unhappy about it. But um, in this case, with Levi Kitchen, he lost the race. It's over now. It's done with. You just have to let it go and look for the silver lining, right? You led 16 laps. Uh, I believe he has signed a new contract. I think it's with a different team, but I'll kind of wait for that news to break. And there's a lot of positives for him. He's going into an outdoor championship where he won. It's kind of his breakout summer, and he has a really great opportunity to win again in 2023. So, you know, I, I off camera was kind of sharing that. I was like, yes, of course you wanted to win. Uh, that goes without saying, but there's a lot of positive to take away from tonight without dwelling on the fact that you could have, should have, would have won. Right. Because that's where everybody wants to go. Anybody that isn't on your quote unquote team is going to immediately go to, well, dude, you should have won. Like you had that. Yeah. He knows, right? Like, he knows that better than anyone else. He was out there doing the laps and he had to deal with that taste of defeat, but that's not going to serve you well. Just focus on what you did, right? You know, understand maybe where the misses were, how it got away from you and work on those, but don't miss out on the chance to feel successful and, and, and understand that this was a very positive day and night for you and your development process in your overall life, you know, getting second place in a supercross is a great accomplishment. I know it wasn't exactly what you wanted, but trust me from someone who would have killed to have gotten second in a race. Don't let this turn out to be a negative. Like don't let this settle and you you're all week just stewing on the fact that you didn't get a win because that would be a huge disservice to the amazing ride that you put in. So that was it for two fifties. It was honestly, pretty, I don't want to say it was a boring race because it's actually exciting, but from my perspective, the, all the, all the focus was on jet, right? Like whether it was a television broadcast or the suspense or whatever, it was kind of around jet and he had to do a lot, right? He had a horrible heat race crashed with Yoder. And then the main event, he got a terrible start and just kind of rode around. So in that aspect, it was boring. There was a good race at the front at the end. Um, but you know, the 250 class just didn't have a lot of juice this weekend, in my opinion. Now, the 450 class was obviously the story. And going in, we didn't think there would be much either there either, right? Like Tomac has this 18-point lead. 
he's even said on camera, like, I'm not going to take any risk. I'm just going to kind of bring it home. The field is completely depleted. There's really no one left to beat him. Like, even if he had bad nights, there's just no one left, you know? So you're, you're looking at it going, well, this title's over. There's just not really a way he can lose it, you know, short of something catastrophic. And guess what? We got, we got a catastrophe uh, in one of the weirdest, most random, unexplained, unexpected injuries I've ever seen in my life. Eli Tomac tears his Achilles tendon while leading the 450 main event and doesn't even crash, doesn't even make a big mistake. I truly have no idea or I just don't know what to attribute this to. I don't know. The big question I have, and, and I don't know that we'll get an answer. It doesn't seem like it's the case either because I, I think it would have come out by now. But I was thinking like there had to be something here. Like there had to be a pre-existing condition, something that was bothering him. Like, you know, was it was it tight? Did you have like some sort of residual calf injury? Or, you know, was it the bad knee from last year that was putting undue strain on your Achilles? You know, because typically for it, something to pop like that without any sort of severe impact would would tell me that there was an underlying problem there. Whether you were overstressing it due to it compromising for something else, like you could have a strained calf or like I said, a, a hurt knee. Because to to make up the difference, like if you have a hurt knee and, and a lot of you out there will know what I'm talking about, something else has to compromise, right? So when you tear your ACL and like I did, I did it twice and I continued racing both times to make up that stability, either your calf muscle and your typically your calf muscle and your quad muscle, you need to really work on strengthening them because they are going to take on a lot more stress to stabilize your knee. And, you know, when I was going through my rehab and, and these things are like, man, we really need to get both of these as strong as humanly possible because they've got a lot of work to do to make up for what this ACL ligament would typically be doing. So that's kind of what I wonder with Eli was, was there something going on? And I don't even know if it was the same knee as last summer. I'm sure I could go back and, and do some research, but was that knee injury that's been lingering for a year? Did that finally force something else to give out? And I'm totally hypothesizing. I have no idea. Uh, you know, I'm just trying to find a reason why that would happen because that's so unlikely. Uh, it, it's just so random. Like that's just not what happens in the sport when you have these incredibly uh, advanced boots on. Like that's that kind of stuff doesn't happen because you have guards against flexion and all these things that should keep that from happening. Now, if he took a hard impact right to his Achilles or something like that, that's a different story. But there was no impact. You saw he just looked like he kind of hyperextended a little bit, um, like forward. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm at a loss for words. I, I was at a loss for words Saturday night, and I'm still at a loss for words with it now. So we'll, we'll just see if we get any more information over time. So for those of you who are new to this podcast, it's probably not many of you, uh, we do the power rankings. And this week got a little wonky because I really try to keep it timely. I don't like to... Uh, add people randomly. I don't like to subtract people unless they're out of the series, but look how many people are out. Like, what am I supposed to do with that? So I got pretty aggressive this week. Like if you're out of the series and you're going to be out, say uh, Webb and um, just anybody, anybody that's like legitimately hurt. Like I, I took Plessinger out because he hasn't raced in a while. 
Um, I just started pulling guys. Jason Anderson, he's not going to be back for a while. But it made room for other guys. So without further ado, at number 10 is Kyle Chisholm. And this is Chiz's first time ever in the power rankings. But if you look at his results over the last several weeks, he's been building towards this. And is he a top 10 power rankings guy in a full field? Of course not. We know that. He knows that. But you can only race who shows up on Saturdays. And that's how I have been referencing Ken Roxon and Adam Cincerillo's podium this weekend as, you know, people are taking cheap shots at them for being happy about their podium and showing emotion. They don't have any control over that. Like they can only race who is on that starting line on Saturday night. That's it. That's all you can do is go race against who is there. And if those guys can't stay healthy enough to show up on the starting line when they're there, guess what? That's on them. So I'm not going to hold it against them. All you can do is, is show up and whoever the best guys are on that night are going to get those positions. That's just how it always has been. And that's how it's going to continue to be. So for Chiz, congratulations. You didn't do anything wrong. You're doing the best job you can do. You're riding the best you have all season and you get number 10 spot. At number nine, I struggled here because, I, and I'll just give it away early. I had uh, Shane McElrath and Josh Hill back and forth, and I didn't know what to do with them. Um, I, I still kind of think Josh Hill should be ahead of him, but McElrath rode so incredibly well this weekend that I just wanted to give him the nod. And and you can say that's a little bit of recency bias. It's maybe too heavily favoring this uh, Denver round. And that, that's probably fair. I don't have a great argument if that's the take you want to make. But McElrath really impressed me. Beat Dino in the, in the main event straight up. Had an incredibly good heat race. Uh, so I'm going to give it to him. And Josh Hill in nine, he's been really strong for a while. Like he's been hovering around this top 10 for weeks. And... He, I mean, he's an elder statesman of this class now. I mean, he won a race, a 450 race in 2008. Think about that. That was 15 years ago. He won a 450 race. So congrats to both of them. Number seven is Justin Hill. So we have two Hill brothers in the top 10. And Justin Hill's been awesome, man. He gets, what, he get fifth this weekend, I believe. And ever since East Rutherford, he really kind of turned a corner. Now, he's been good for a while. We all know that. But East Rutherford really was like this breakout moment where he went to like, elite level speed and qualifying practice. And he really started flashing and he's still kind of there. Um, I'm sure he's going to really try to go for it this weekend and try to, you know, because the, there's a podium in the cards. When you look at Tomac out, you know, AC had a great ride, but that doesn't mean he'll be able to back that up. The field is incredibly weak at the moment. So anybody who is looking at that chance, uh, this is a good one. This weekend coming up is a really good one. And Denver was too, but this weekend, uh, yeah, it'll be more of the same. Number six is Colt Nichols and Colt DNF'd the, uh, the Denver race. I don't know exactly what happened. I was actually watching at Honda when he came in. He looked like he was okay, so I fully expect him to be at Salt Lake. Um, I don't know if it was a crash or something went wrong, uh, but I, I don't think it's anything that's going to keep him out of, uh, of the race this weekend. Number five, I have Dean Wilson. Dean had his, his – he's like continuing to best his best finish. Like each weekend, it's like one step higher up. And Dino was on our Pulpamax live show on Friday night in Denver. Thank you to everyone who was there. And I just thought it was really cool for Dino to be so transparent. Um, he was really honest about his feelings. And because I'll set it up for why, how this, we got to this point. For me, Dino is one of the most talented guys in the sport. When you watch him ride during the week, 
you wonder how he's not winning all the time, or at least like a, a race winner and podium guy each season. Because I, I do watch him. And, and those of you probably have seen Instagram videos, but I've been around those days and you're just like, this guy, he he knows how to do it. Like he can go like the very tip top of pace in the sport. But on race day, he's not the same guy. He, he's not. He doesn't have that speed. He doesn't have the intensity. He's not willing to take risks. So I propose that question of why is that happening? Like what's the problem here? Like what's going on? And he was so transparent and candid about that scenario. And he's like, you're right. Like I'm not the same guy, um, but it's, it's fear-based. Like I am scared to try to go that fast. Like I, I don't want to get hurt anymore. And that's my number one reason for not, not displaying that sort of speed is I don't want to get hurt. I just don't want to take risk like that anymore. And I just thought that was a really powerful moment, like for him to be honest, because most guys would be like, yeah, we're working on it, man. I'm going to get it. And, you know, I, I just, just need to put it together, like some cliched answer. And Dean didn't do that. Like he just basically spelled it out. He's just like, man, I don't, I'm scared to get hurt. I don't, I don't want to go down that path of injury anymore. So I'm like riding within myself. And is it hurting my results? Sure. But I'm at a limit where I feel like I can sustain it without hurting myself. And I'm just going to stay there. And I was like, you know what? All right. I can respect it. Is it going to get you your best results possible? No, but you have hurt yourself enough to know where that line is and you don't want to cross it anymore. So good on you. I get it. Uh, I, I totally support that decision. And let's be honest. He's like near the end of his career. I think he races one more season. And then, you know, it's over and he's going to retire as a national champion. You could also argue that he left a lot on the plate as far as potential, because he was as good as Tomac and, and Barsha and these guys, like they were neck and neck for years, right? Battling for titles and look at their stats and look at his notable, most notably Tomac. Um, so yeah, there's that argument to be made, but at the same time, Dean has made a ton of money and again, he's a national champion. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's all about, uh, I think, perspective, right? And keeping the context in the right position as well. So really cool conversation uh, from Dean. I do want to mention the sponsors. I didn't do it at the beginning, uh, but Pirelli Tires, they still have that rebate going on. So you get $30 on an off-road set of tires and $60 off a set of street tires. You just have to fill out the rebate form at your local dealer, and they will mail you your rebate back. Guts Racing, they have all sorts of seat covers and graphics for power sports and now e-bikes. The newest power sports offering is uh, they have complete seats for Kawasaki's. So anything bikes, uh, as far as graphics or seats, seat covers for e-bikes or motorcycles, Guts Racing is your answer. Pump Creek Funding, reach out to Zach Morris. I got to see Zach. Thanks for everything this weekend. Always good to see him and uh, got to talk about the markets and, and uh, Fed rates and all the things that affect their business and it's a tough time right and, and you know if you're just kind of he hemming and hawing about buying a house it's it's a really tough ask but if you don't have a choice you have to move you're being relocated your family is growing whatever you still have to do something about it you don't have the option to just sit back and and kind of you know rub your chin at the situation like you got to do something and what i would recommend is just calling zach and asking what the right thing to do is you know maybe there's a jumbo loan, or you can get a 15 year, or there's, you know, you can up your down payment and get a better rate. 
but his number is 720-212-4685. And again, as I always recommend, just asking him what's what's up and make, just getting advice from a professional is always a good idea. And doesn't that doesn't have to be real estate? That can mean anything. If you have someone that's a professional in an, in an area, and you can get their opinion for free, you should do it because you know consultants get paid lots of money for things like that, and uh, and Zach's willing to do it for free. Uh, Proglow Wash, thank you to them. Uh, great team out of Shreveport, Louisiana. Power Sports formulated wash. And uh, I, yeah, couldn't recommend it anymore. I watched my street bike with it the other day, did exactly what it's supposed to do. And more importantly for me, I'm, I'm just happy to be associated with a great group of people over there that also have a great product to offer. Works Connection has their Yamaha foot peg mounts. Oh yeah, they also have Pro Launch Start Device. And if you didn't notice, these guys hole shot all the time. Levi Kitchen, Pro Launch Start Device. Chase Sexton, Pro Launch Start Device. Eli Tomac, Pro Launch Start Device. There's a tad bit of a pattern there. Um, and it's not just performance, it's ease of use, it's ease of application. Uh, and it, it's, there's no you know, secret as to why these factory teams are choosing Works Connection. And you can save with the promo code JT23 at checkout. International Vet MX Series, you can find that information at Old Timers MX. Their next race is coming up. It's at Hangtown. It's the weekend before the National. So it's Memorial Day weekend at Hangtown. It's their, uh, their California chapter. And it's going to be an awesome weekend. So if you're going to maybe race Hangtown Amateur Day and you want to get a little track time in before, this International Vet MX Series race would be a great opportunity. You know, it's a veteran crowd, like 30-plus crowd that they really cater to, but you get tons of track time. There's live music. They have all kinds of things going on to really make it a fun weekend. And that's what's cool. Like, I've talked about it before. I love the fact that it, it's, like, old school. Like, back in the day when I would go to the track with my, you know, my mom and dad, you just be there all weekend. You're hanging out with your friends. And there was it was a way to kind of just disconnect from all the other stuff, right? And school and work and whatever your stressors are in your life, you can get you can completely get away from all that and just be at the dirt bike track with your friends and enjoy a great weekend. So check out oldtimersmx.com for more information there. Fast Foundry, Robert, I hope he's coming to Salt Lake City this weekend because uh, I have some business questions I'd like to ask him, but that's exactly what you should do too. Fast Foundry can help you with anything business related. You want to hold a real corporate event? Great. You want to hold a virtual event? Great. You need help with accounting? Great. They are your one-stop do-it-all solution uh, for business. So reach out to Fast Foundry and ask for Robert and tell him I sent you. TL Speed Shop. Talked to Jay. I actually got to see Jason not too long ago, and I've been trying to get down and uh, join them on a, an adventure ride. So they have, they have trophy trucks, they have side-by-sides, and they do all sorts of getaways, right? If it's a corporate getaway, if it's a vacation, whatever the, the application might be, they have it all dialed in. You can fly there, you can drive there, and they will have the rest set up. Um, you know, they have some really cool uh, pre-planned stuff like Sedona, you know, wine tours, you can go to Baja, all that stuff they have super dialed in. But I think if you just called them up and said, hey, what about this? They could find a way to do it. Um, kind of the, the latest projects they've been working on, they're getting ready to do uh, Dakar this coming next year. So they've been really working on lots of different races. Like they're going to race uh, Baja 1000. Um, and they've been having these trial runs to get ready for that. He sent me a bunch of info and I got to read through um, kind of the, the process. How do you prepare and be 100% ready to go for a race like that? We have to like experience everything. Like you need trial and tribulation for all of these different 
conditions and scenarios. So they've been working through that. It's been really fun to follow along, but you can go to tlspeedshop.com and, or you can just call them up and ask for Jason. They're in Wickenburg, Arizona. And uh, yeah, I couldn't recommend them anymore. You, they have so many pictures. If you ever want to reach out to me, I can connect you, but top of the line equipment, they know where they're going. They, you know, they have the, these map all mapped out and they know exactly so it takes all the work off of you, right? You don't have to plan anything. You don't have to be the expert. That's exactly what these guys are going to do for you. Grandstone boots. Uh, I cannot say enough about their new sneakers. Um, I didn't ever think we we're going to get them. Uh, they have so many boot offerings and I, and I'm thankfully I have a lot of them, but the sneakers really opened up a complete new side of it for me because I don't want to wear boots all the time. Like if I'm just a casual outfit, I, I'm not going to wear boots with that. Right? So the sneakers, allowed me to stay in my favorite product and yeah just keeps it a little bit more casual for me so check out uh, grantstoneshoes.com to see their new newest line of sneakers that's the newest product they have to offer last but of course not least fly racing we have our kinetic mesh line out and available we have a lot of new products that are actually about to come out i just can't talk about them quite yet and this is our 25th anniversary week, so you'll you will see all sorts of things from us this coming weekend in Salt Lake City, celebrating our 25th anniversary, and that's a that's a huge deal for us. It's a big milestone, and uh, we couldn't be more excited about that. Okay, thanks for listening to the sponsors. I know, um, again, I always tell you, and I'm sure you're probably sick of hearing it, but I know that's not why you're tuning in. But it is really important, and these companies are true. You know, they're they're industry. Um, these people love the sport, right? I'm trying to think of the way to, to share it, but they're not some big corporate giant. They are in this for the right reasons. They're trying to support industry doings just like this podcast. And yeah, if I can introduce them to new customers, great. That's, that's what they want. Um, but these are real people with small businesses that are just trying to make it just like you and I. So if you're going to spend money, if you're going to, if you're going to do anything in any of those spaces. Um, yeah, I would ask that you, you, uh, give them a look at least. Okay. Number four, Adam Cincerillo and Adam got a podium. That was the whole thing. Like this coming in this year, I, I think people are asking like, could he win a race too? Um, I haven't been there. I just wanted to finish the series. Like I didn't care what the results were just finished the series. And here we are second to last round. He's still in it. I know he missed races. I got it, but he's still here and he got a podium. Uh, yes, he got emotional on the podium and I saw some snide comments from people that should know better. And it it honestly pissed me off for lack of a better term. I I really didn't like that because if you are so cynical that you can't see that that is genuine emotion from that guy, then that's on you. Um, you making a snarky comment about a dude that is pouring his heart out and has gone through hell and back with injuries. That tells me more about you than it does him. I, I, it's not going to change my mind about what he is doing. It's definitely going to change my mind about you, though. So that's all I'll say about that. Um, I just saw a few tweets out there and things like, and I'm like, you need to you need to look inside yourself and figure out what you're unhappy about because this this is nothing but awesome. You don't have to be a fan if you just don't care. Then you don't care. But to take cheap shots at somebody who has really had a hard time and finally saw some light at the end of the tunnel, then maybe you're just a bad person. Sorry. Like I'm, I'm kind of kidding, but kind of not like, that's just not, I, I just don't agree with that at all. Uh, number three is Ken Roxon, and that's four podiums in a row for him. I got to interview him for the post show, which I think airs t- tonight. 
and Griff was on camera with us, which is awesome. And, and I think it's funny, like Griff came over and he's like standing by him and Kenny really didn't know what to do. He's like, oh, like looking at Courtney to grab him. I'm like, no, 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 he can't, he's in this, like bring him on. He's, he's getting the interview too. So uh, Griff was in, in the interview, which is awesome. Such a cute kid. And um, it's, it's really cool to watch Kenny, who I've known since he was a little kid, right? We didn't know each other well, but I remember watching him and seeing him in Germany when he was like 10 years old, legitimately, to watch him mature, grow into a man, have his own child is, uh, yeah, it's interesting and uh, it's cool. And he, you can just tell his, he, he's a great dad. You can see the affection he has for his son. And uh, yeah, it's cool for one day, his son's gonna be able to watch these interviews and go back and watch all of his races and a time he doesn't remember, he's too young, but he's going to have these memories that are going to live on digitally forever. It's just a really cool dynamic. And, and we are, that's where we are in technology. Like these things are going to always be available to us. Uh, so that's a, that's a really cool development. Completely off topic, but really cool. Uh, number two is Chase Sexton. You're going to ask me who's number one. Like he's not racing anymore. I know. We'll get there. Number two, Chase Sexton. And I have a... I have an incredibly strong feeling he's about to catapult to number one, but I'm leaving him at number two. You look at the series, he should have, should have, I have air quotes around, should have gotten second or third in this championship. He's not going to, he's going to be your champion, but he should have gotten second or third. So I'm leaving him at two. He's going to get his time at number one here very soon, but he's riding incredibly well. Like he was probably going to win that race either way. I don't know that Tomac would have, been willing to take the risk just like Nashville to stay up front. And he doesn't have to, he didn't need to. Uh, Sexton's just kind of on one lately. Like I think he was going to win either way and he's just got a lot of confidence right now. So congrats to Sexton. It's going to be very, very interesting to see him transition to Red Bull KTM next year. And, you know, he hasn't announced that, but it's not a big secret that he's switching teams. See how that goes. Switching frame metals, which is a huge deal. Doesn't sound like it should be, but it is. Different engineers, different everything. Because he's been on a Honda his whole life, pretty much, right? He's been on a Honda his entire professional career. And that's a big move. It's a big change. Doesn't mean it can't be for the better. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying, let's wait and see. Because it is a big change, no matter what. And he's seeing a lot of success. It's always a scary proposition to leave a program that you're winning on to go somewhere else because it's, it's the unknown. doesn't mean it can't be better. I'm not saying that, but you don't know, you know what you have right now. You don't know what you're going to get. Number one is Eli Tomac. And this will be the last one for Eli. It might be the last one ever. Uh, and that's why I left him here is because I don't know if he's ever going to race again, maybe, but I don't think I'm putting him at number one if he comes back right away. So this could be his final time being on the power rankings, at least at number one anyway. So, if it is, you know, Eli, thank you for the memories. You are have truly been a great champion. You moved into second all-time in Supercross wins. Uh, you, you know, you were on your way to your third Supercross title. And you don't owe anything to anyone. Uh, you have proven yourself time and time again. You know, 2022 was such a renaissance year for you. And it really, I think, defined you as a racer. Uh, you know, 2023 was icing on the cake. It's going to be incomplete. but Anyone who questioned, and, and I was in that camp for a while, I really was. Anyone who questioned your legacy, where you stacked up, uh, I, I think that's been solidified. You are right 
near the top. Like you are one of those guys. Now you could, you could argue as he, you know, like, where does he go? I, I don't think it's above McGrath or Carmichael. I personally don't. I think he's just below them. So in my personal record book, I would probably have him at three. And it's a really tough argument with, with Stu there. So you could put him at three or four. Uh, but Stu just crashed out too much. Like he was too inconsistent over the years. Like 2008, absolutely should have been champion. And then all the years, you know, 2009, he, he won. 07 and 09 were incredible. But the other years were just complete disaster. You know, he just was all over the place, crashing out, couldn't stay on his motorcycle. And that wasn't really Tomac's style. Uh, Tomac just was there week in and week out, which also makes this injury so unlikely is because it doesn't, these things don't happen to Eli Tomac. It's just not what goes down for him. And uh, it's, it's a really rough way to exit. So we'll see. He's got, he's got some decisions to make. Um, he's got to figure out what's best for him. Does he have the fire to come back and get back into this? You know, right now he's in incredible shape. Uh, sitting on here Tuesday, May 9th, 2023. He is in phenomenal shape, but that's going to dissipate over the next few months because an Achilles injury, you can't do a lot. He's not going to be able to bicycle. He's not going to be able to run. He's certainly not going to be able to ride. So he is going to get out of shape and he's going to have to rehab that Achilles, which is a really lengthy injury. So he's got to answer that himself. And I don't think he's prepared to mentally or emotionally to do that right now. Um, I think he's doing the smart thing. Just don't worry about it for right now. Just go home, enjoy your family, try to find some sort of solace in the fact of how great you've been for the last few years, how incredible 2022 was, and that nobody can ever take anything away from you. You're financially set. You have you know, a great family life. You have all the things that everybody would ever want to leave this sport with you have accomplished. So congratulations. And I hope that you can let that console you, even though I'm sure he's like, so I'm sure he just can't believe it. I still think he's probably in shock over what's gone on. Um, but over the next few weeks, I hope he can just find some relief in how great it has been because he's had, he has experienced success that most humans will never experience. And similarly to how I feel like about kitchen, like, on a, but on a much bigger scale is like, if you are going to let this injury and lost championship derail what has been so amazing for the last 18 months, that would be a huge, that would be a big disservice to how great you've been. And uh, he has smart people around him. His dad, I'm sure has a ton of wisdom to impart with him and uh, yeah, just wish him the best. He's been a, he's truly been a great champion. So that's it for this week. Thank you to everybody for listening. Uh, we'll be back. We'll wrap up the uh, Supercross Championship next weekend. I will be coming to you from Las Vegas. I'm going to go down there for the Pulp Show to celebrate 25 years of fly racing. And I'll try to get it out on Sunday next week since I will, uh, yeah, I'll have more time and, and a little bit more freedom because um, I'll just be hanging out at Steve's house. So we will talk to you then. And thank you, as always, for listening. See you.